0: as the General Overseer of Great Commission Church International. May you be transformed as you listen to the Word of God.
1: Everlasting Father, we thank you for Pentecost Sunday, we thank you for Enrich People groups Sunday. And we thank you for a Sunday to work on giving thanks to God. Holy Spirit, our prayer this morning is that you will minister to us in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to comment on the Unreached People Groups Sunday and on the Pentecost Sunday. We, we need to be very careful with our lives. And as local churches, denominations, we have to watch our lives. When I was on campus, my office was in Commonwealth Hall here. And for a period of at least 20 years, most of the Christian fellowship executives of the Gafes and other churches for that matter, LPU, Pensa, you name it, they will bring their executives to me and I will tell them look, we have enriched people groups in this country why don't you do something about it and they will vow and promise and go another year will come a new set will come the old set has done nothing and I kept talking to them last two years when the year was ending i was waiting on the lord asking him what do you want me to do in the new year and i had a dream i saw people from the northern regions of ghana and they were scantily dressed and they came to one of my pastor friends who has a very refined church I mean polished. and when these noveness got to his church uh, he saw that I mean they they were not welcome there so he said JFK what shall I do with these people then I said give them to me and I woke up So I understood that God wanted me somehow to be involved in the northern and rich people groups of Ghana. We prayed about it. I spoke to my leadership team and long story short there were some gaffes Ghana Fellowship of Evangelical Students, six redundant students. They had finished their one year with GAFES. GAFES didn't have anything to do with them, but they were interested in working still among the unrich people groups of the north. So I said, "Give them to me. Give them to me." So I got about seven, eight of them, and we took them through our training. And then I shared it with a few friends and we sent them two by two. As I speak now, we have two by two teams with the Busanga, the Mampusi, the uh, Gonja, the Chakali, the Chala, then the uh, Bandalibi. That's six. Within one year, we were able to send six teams to the rich People groups. And the few people I shared it with started giving the money. And as I stand here now, for the past almost nine months, we have been paying those teams, and nothing is from my pocket. Now, why I'm sharing this with you is that I never thought God could use me to reach the unreached people groups of Ghana. I never thought of it. I thought that I had to talk to the churches, speak to the fellowships. Hey, you do something about it. So now, God was looking out at me to do something about it. I am ashamed to say that all the period I was encouraging, exhorting others to do it, I could have taken the lead We just planned that within five years, every one of the unrich People Groups, the 20 unrich People Groups in Ghana, will have two teams there. And we want to get all those people to Bible school so that natives from those places will have Bible schools in their native language and begin to multiply disciples who make disciples. That's it. And I want to share this with you on a day when we are talking about unrich people groups there are a lot of people in this congregation who can do a lot more for God than you are doing now this work of unrich people groups is not anybody's father's business it is your father's business no Christian has a right to think that Full-time pastors should do God's work and you will do your work. You are wrong. The same blood of Jesus that bought the pastor, bought you. The same Holy Spirit the pastor has is what is in you. The same heaven the pastor is going to is the kingdom you are also going to. The same Satan troubling the pastor is the same Satan troubling you. No church member has the right to think the pastor. should wait for God more than you. Why? Where did you get that mindset from? It's a wrong conception. That's my comment on the Unriched People Group's day. My second comment is on Pentecost Day. I know LIC is not like that. There was a time when the churches of Ghana believed that Pentecostalism is for certain churches. And certain churches should not be too Pentecostal because, you know, that's just what they are not. What right has any denomination to think that way? No church in the world belongs to any pastor, any denomination or any group of leaders. There is no Jesus said in Matthew sixteen, eighteen, upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. If any pastor wants a church for himself, he should go and die on the cross. And shed his blood, rise on the third day, then the church is your church. The church belongs to Jesus. You see, as you are sitting now, you can see my eyes going up and down. My wife is sitting here, and I'm always conscious that my wife is in the congregation. The church is the wife of Jesus Christ, is the bride of Christ. Therefore, no denomination, no local congregation, no team of leaders have the right to treat the church with any other hand than Jesus' hand. And the Bible is very clear that the same Jesus who is evangelical because of the Bible is Pentecostal because of the Holy Spirit. You cannot divorce the Pentecostal Jesus from the Evangelical Jesus. That is blasphemy. The Jesus of the Bible without the Holy Spirit is a blasphemous Jesus. And anybody who preaches and opposes should be cursed That's Galatians 1, 8 and 9. So, whatever we say, Pentecost Sunday has come to stay. So today I'm speaking on giving thanks to God from the Psalms, basically. And I remember I have preached to you before on Thanksgiving. So today, I am mopping up and taking areas I didn't attack so that I wouldn't have to backtrack. So I want to speak first of all about Thanksgiving, thanks to God from the Psalms. Secondly, I want to talk about thanking God from the life of Jesus Christ. And then finally, I I want to attack Christians who live a complaining, grumbling, critiquing, bitter, uh, one-man grievance committee type of life. In the Psalms, I am amazed that David and his team who never saw Jesus alive, they never met the resurrection. They never experienced Pentecost. Where did they get the truth path to declare that they will thank God with their being, their whole heart. That's Psalm 138. Just read the verse one again for us. Psalm 138, verse one. Yes.
0: Psalm 138, verse one. I'll praise you, Lord, with all my heart before the God. I'll sing your praise. Listen to that. You see, where did David
1: get this from? I will praise you with all my heart. Where did he get it from? These are Old Testament saints. Now, let's journey a little through the Psalms. Let's read Psalm 7 verse 17. Psalm 7 verse 17. He praises God for his righteousness.
0: I will give thanks to the Lord because of his his righteousness. I
1: will give thanks to the Lord because of his righteousness.
0: I will sing the praises of the name of the Lord Most High.
1: Yes. Let's jump to Psalm 9 verse 1.
0: Psalm 9 verse 1 now. I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonderful deeds.
1: This time, he says, I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonderful deeds. Now, David shows us that your heart and your soul must be commanded to bless the Lord and thank him because... There are times when your heart is misbehaving. Let's read Psalm 42, verse 5, verse 11, and Psalm 43, verse 5. Psalm 42, verse
0: 5, first of all. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why? Why my soul, why, why are you downcast?
1: What is disturbing you?
0: Why so disturbed within me? Yes. Put your hope in God. For I will yet praise him, my savior and my God. Sometimes you have to rebuke your heart. Because your heart can be downcast. Your heart can be
1: disturbed within you. And it has no right to be doing that. Verse 11.
0: Verse 11 Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God. Then some, what is two verse five? Yes. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise Him, my Savior and my God.
1: Not now. When a Bible repeats something, it's for emphasis. There are many times I get up in the morning and I don't feel my wife is my wife. No, you don't, don't love. You see, this is my 41st year in marriage. Yeah, I guess I'll be 41 years in marriage. So I'm not telling you a, a theory. I am a seriously ma- married man yes, but you wake up some mornings and you don't feel your wife you don't feel your wife is your wife there's no feeling that this is my wife so David is saying your soul can be wrongly downcast feeling you know disquieted and misbehaving and you need to speak to your soul And command it. Now let's. Take a quick look at Psalm 100. Verse 4 and verse 5.
0: Psalm 100. verses 4 and 5. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter God's gates. With thanksgiving. And his gates
1: with praise. Enter God's gates. That's the protocol. For entering God's gates. You see, if you want to enter God's gate, the protocol is thanksgiving. If you want to enter his courts, the protocol is praise.
0: Give thanks to him and praise his name. You need to understand, uh, it's in the book of
1: Esther chapter 4 that we are told that Mordecai was in sacrifice. And you will not be allowed to enter the king's gate because you can't enter the king's gate mourning. That's an earthly king. And this psalm is bringing our attention to the fact that when you want to enter God's presence, thanksgiving must go before you. Praise opens the door to enter his courts. So, what do we have? The scripture is filled with praise thanking God. Let's read Psalm 106 verse 1. Psalm 107 verse 1. Psalm 1. Yes. Let's let's just read a few. 106
0: verse 1. Yes. The Praise the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord for his good. His okay. love endures forever. You see,
1: David is saying that there is a basic reason For giving thanks to God. He is good. His love endures forever. And that is one of the keys I found. These days, every day when I wake up, I have at least 10 things I thank God for. And they are constant. I have noticed that when I do that, even if I'm not in the mood of thanking God, I can discipline my heart to position my heart to thank God. Last time I added an 11th one. <laughs> when I came here to preach, thieves went into my house, broke into my bedroom, and they were also ministry. So, when we got back home, <laughs> the whole place was in a mess. I thank uh, the leadership uh, LIC. I told them not to mention it. I don't want people coming to say, "Oh, kusè, I mean, I'm okay." Hallelujah. So from that day, anytime I get back home from church and my house is safe, I've added thank- <laughs> because I see that it is not automatic to come to church and go back home and your home is safe. It's not automatic. It's not automatic. We we There are many things we take for granted. Let's read the Psalm 136 verse 1 and then I will continue with my sermon. Psalm
0: 136 verse 1
1: Now, this whole psalm is dedicated to Giving thanks to the Lord for He is good, His love endures forever. And it's a, a, a responsorial, you know. So everybody was supposed to respond for He is good and His love endures forever.
0: Give thanks to the Lord for His good, His love endures forever. So why, why is it
1: poisonous? Not to be a Christian who is always thanking God. Why is it poisonous? Number one, the Bible says that if you pay back evil for good you have received, evil will never depart from your home. Proverbs chapter 17 verse 13.
0: Proverbs chapter 17 verse 13. Evil will never leave the house of one who pays back evil for good. Evil will never no
1: deliverance, no rebuking spiritual warfare can cause evil to leave the house of somebody who pays back evil for good. Look at God. He gives you life. He gives you breath and strength. He gives you rain. He gives you sunshine. He gives you Wives, children, grandchildren. He feeds you. He, the, the number of things God does for you without your even bothering to notice. If God does good for you and you want to pay back, don't pay back with evil. And there are some people who are specialized in choosing not to see the good about God. All they see is if God exists, why is there so much evil in the world? Why are there tornadoes? Eh? Why is this uh, COVID-19? If God is good, a good God, why do we have such catastrophes? Eh? If there is no God, for me, I feel that I've seen my mother die from cancer. Because of that, I say there is no God. If there is a good God, why would he take a mother from the children like that? in Romans chapter one, verse eighteen, all the way to twenty-one, the Bible says the good things and the power of God
0: has been demonstrated openly to everybody. Romans one eighteen to twenty-one, the wrath of God is being revealed from heaven yes. against all the godlessness and wickedness of people.
1: Listen to why God is angry. Just listen to why He is angry. And let's vote. If you were God, whether you wouldn't be angry? Yes.
0: Yeah. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness.
1: They suppress the truth. What is true, they choose to pump it down and, and just, you know, bring up.
0: Since what may be known about God is plain to them. It's plain to them. Because God has made it plain to them. Correct. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible quality, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen.
1: Did you see that? This is the third time. It's plain to them. God has made it plain to them. It's clearly seen. There's no human being on this earth who does not see the goodness of God
0: being understood from what has been made, so that people are without excuse. People are without excuse. For although they knew God, they neither glorified Him as God, nor gave thanks to Him.
1: They never glorified God as God. They didn't give Him thanks. He gives them rain. They don't say, God, thank you for the rain. He gives them harvest. They don't say, oh God. They would rather use the uh, Asaphotu homo war Daibakaka uh, oh, give me the festivals they would rather celebrate a young festival to the fetish and their ancestors than the God of heaven
0: but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkness
1: you, let's vote whether they have an excuse The Bible says they are without excuse. They are without excuse. Whether fantis or gargabbes or eves or ashantis. Mm. But not only that. The Bible says in these last days, ingratitude will be part of character. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 1 and 2.
0: So, people. Timothy chapter 3, 1 and 2. Yes. But mark this. There will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, I'm unholy. I'm
1: ungrateful. I'm one child told the father, did I tell you to bring me forth? So why should I thank you for paying my school fees? I didn't tell you to bring me forth. You brought me forth. To pay my school fees, it's your work. It's your duty. So the average person today, you give top money to your wife, she doesn't feel she should thank you. Why? What is your duty? That's your role as a husband? Why did you marry me? That's all. Your wife cooks for you and puts the food on the table. Why should you thank her? It's a duty. Whether she cut her hands trying to peel cassava or not. Is that right? You should bring the food. If you finish eating, you say, <clears throat> then you, you walk away. You are busy at work. Ingratitude is a character. It's a lifestyle of these last days. But it is not last days alone. We have just read it. That the Luke seventeen seventeen, Jesus said ninety percent of human beings are ungrateful. He healed ten people of leprosy, and only one came back to say, Master, thank you. If they did it to Jesus, who, who are you? You you who are you? Who are you? Ninety percent of human beings are just ungrateful. That's how they are. And they don't see anything wrong with it. Now, let me tell you something. Gratitude Sometimes does not come because we forget. The chief battler forgot Joseph in prison two years. After he interpreted the dream and he was lifted up and he became Pharaoh's chief battler. (laughs) Busy. Why should we remember the prisoner who interpreted his dreams? He forgot. Even though his brother was killed. Same day, he forgot. Sometimes, we forget. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. He says that, be, take care that you don't forget. When God prospers you, and you are rich, and you are in possession of, you know, then you say, my hands.
0: Look, I am where I am, as a professor. Because of my hard work. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. But remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the ability... Produce wealth, and so confirm his covenant, which he swore to your ancestors, as it is today. So, we forget. But sometimes, too, the reason we
1: don't thank people is what they are bringing us. It's not what we are expecting. So, the wife is pregnant. Everybody is expecting a baby boy, finally in the family. And she goes to the hospital, and it's a baby girl. One of the fathers went, and when he saw the child that it was a girl, he refused to touch her and went back home because he expected a baby boy. And God gave him a baby girl. Why should he thank God? Why should he thank God? I mean, there are things that you are praying to God for something, and he gives you another thing. Why should you say thank you? So we feel within ourselves that God doesn't deserve thanks for what he has done for me. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. I was expecting a boy. Gave me a girl. No thanks. That's it. He should go and do his homework and answer my prayer properly. Sometimes we refuse to thank God because we feel that we demean ourselves when we attribute to God and his grace some of the things which we know I know I'm beautiful so why should I say God I have my beauty why should I talk to God I look into the mirror and say he is fear who worry me I not say You see, so why should you thank God for your beauty? Eh? There, there are things about us that, but First Corinthians four seven says, "What do you have, which you did not receive?" John three twenty seven says, "No man can receive anything except is given from above." Sometimes, I mean, we we feel that some of the things they are too petty. To thank God for. You, you, you see what I mean? You are looking for ten thousand Ghana, and somebody gives you five CDs. Do you thank him? No. Let me look at your face. Do you thank him? You have a problem. You see? So you you are you are looking for some things from God, and He does some little things. Why should we thank you thank Him? Many of us lead thankless lives because we do not understand that thanksgiving is not only protocol, but God expects every prayer of yours to be mixed with thanksgiving. Let's read the Philippians chapter 4. Read verse 6. Philippians
0: 4 verse six and, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving.
1: Did you see that? Prayer, petition with thanksgiving. I call it spiritual fufu pounding. Prayer, petition with thanksgiving. Prayer, petition with thanksgiving. Prayer, petition. With thanksgiving,
0: present your request to God.
1: Every prayer going to heaven must carry with it the salt, the pepper of thanksgiving. Yes, you are anxious, you are worried, you are frustrated, you 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 are embittered, you you are believed. They say, <laughs> Father. Thank you for taking my mother away. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> mother, it's pain in me. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Heaven expects every child of God walking in the supernatural to be someone the Holy Spirit is giving you joy in the midst of your pain. In the midst of persecution, in the midst of suffering, there is a God. And today we are talking about the Holy Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, meekness, self-control. So, the Spirit of God pours joy into the heart of every child of God. Romans 14, 17 says the kingdom of God is not food, meat and drink. But, you see, joy in the Holy Spirit is part
0: Romans chapter 14. Yes. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit.
1: Joy in the Holy Spirit. Joy. You can't imagine why, in Acts chapter sixteen, you are not reading it from twenty-five. Paul and Silas, beaten, chained, in the inner prison, were singing praises to God. Why? The Holy Ghost. The Christian life is a supernatural life. The Christian life is not something you are cooking trying very much to rejoice when there is no no resource of joy. The scripture says, joy in the Holy Spirit is part of the package that was delivered to you when you were born again. So the Samaritans, after Philip preached, they said there was much joy in that city. I know some Christians Immediately they get around you. They complain about the government. They complain about the weather. They complain about the street lights. They complain about the clouds. They complain about E-Levy. They complain about... Yeah, 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 yeah. That's them. They have come. So in the office, there is no difference between the way you talk and the way the unbelievers talk. Because every subject matter you also join the criticism, the grumbling, the complaining, and everything you do, just like them. After that, then you tell them to come to church. We are having invitation Sunday. Please, can you come to church? Why should you come to your church? To complain more? If if you are the product of that church, then my life is better without it. Yeah. Why should I come to your church? So, let's finish off with this. You need to discipline yourself to give thanks to God. Colossians chapter 2 verses 6 and 7 say that you should overflow with thanksgiving. And thanksgiving is part of the maturity package of every Christian. Please, the Training to be a thanksgiving Christian who thanks God and then thanks men, human beings, is deliberate. It must be targeted. I'm glad to announce that after 40 years of marriage, my wife is in the room. I have never complained about her cooking. She's here. Yeah, she's in the room. It doesn't mean she doesn't blow it sometimes, she goofs sometimes. You see? But I have disciplined myself never to criticize my wife's food. She's in the room. Forty, we will be 41 years in August. Yeah. Why? It's a discipline. It's a discipline. Sometimes you don't feel like it. But I discipline myself never to add salt to food my wife put before me. Never to, you know, to show her that, oh, there's all this. I mean, I just told myself, I must prove to this lady that, I am not a grumbling, complaining, criticizing Christian. I have well evangelism to finish. Why should I be whining with my wife over salt? If I fight with her over salt and unrich people group scams, what will I fight with her with? You see? It's a discipline. Two Every morning learn to bring certain things before God. We sang it. Take glory,
0: Father.
1: Take glory, Son. Take glory, Holy Spirit. I am born again. I never allow mobile phone, WhatsApp, email to disturb my money. I never i tell myself that every morning i owe thanksgiving praise and glory to god first let me do that before i open any water i i say discipline are you with me i'm saying that your heart does not behave properly sometimes so you have to put it to school and the last one I want to add is there are many things God does for us without bothering to tell us are you with me? it is, it is possible that as you are here now you have received a promotion but God has not bothered to tell you so if you do not learn to thank Him, when the promotion comes and you say... <laughs> yeah? It's because you have sinned. That's why you are making the gift. Shall we be up? I want you to thank the Lord for your salvation. Thank the Lord for the gift of Jesus. Thank God for the Bible. I want you to say thank you for the Holy Spirit He has given us. Our body is His temple. Thank God for your family. Thank God for friends. Some friends stick closer than a brother. Sometimes when things happen in life, your friends, they minister and support you even more than your family members. Thank God for your friends. Thank God for your colleagues. Thank thank God for your neighbors. You need to thank God for religious freedom in Ghana. Thank God for Christian majority in Ghana. That we can worship our God freely. Thank God for the resources He has given us. We are not Mali. We are not Niger. We have a sea. A sea coast. Thank God for the oil reserves. Let's thank the Lord. Yes. Just thank God. And and thank God. Discipline yourself to say thank you to God. Whether you like everything or not, thank God. Yes. Just thank the Lord. Yes. Thank the Lord. Yes. And and build a habit of saying thank you to God. Now, I have the opportunity to ask you to ask God today Holy Spirit fill me with your joy fill me with your thanksgiving spirit Holy Spirit just fill me let make me thankful help me to overflow with thanksgiving Holy Spirit yes today is Pentecost day yes my body is your temple yes perforate my mind with your mind and your joy perforate my emotions my feelings with your growth and your joys perforate my will holy spirit with your will with your will and fill me with thanksgiving the will to give thanks yes just pray and ask yes Okay, now let me pray with you, wherever you are, just raise your hands, just say it with me, dear Holy Spirit, I am your friend, I want your joy, I want your thanksgiving spirit. Yes yes, 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 receive, 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 you shall receive power, you shall receive power, Jesus of Nazareth, how God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power, he went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him, for God was with him for God was with him. Spirit of the living God, come, come with power, come with might, come with anointing, come with joy, come with thanksgiving. Fill your house, fill your children, fill every home, fill every family, fill your yama, holy gold, just fill your people, fill, fill your people, fill, fill lives with your joy, your with your joy. Help us to rejoice in the spirit. Oh, yes, Father. Thank you for answered prayer in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Follow JFK Mensa Ministries on Facebook and YouTube and invite others to listen to his podcast. You can also access some of JFK Mensa's books and keep up with his ministry at www.jfkmensorministries.org God bless you.